This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics, premium, consistent, and affordable wellness for all. Each of their products features a specialized formula with targeted terpenes to give you a CBD experience that helps you sleep better, take the edge off, and relieve your aches and pains to help you live healthy and happy. Newly added to their CBD lines, in addition to their drops, are new topicals that you can roll on and high-dose CBD edibles to help you find your balance. Visit AppliedBotanics.com today and use code word Project at checkout to receive 30% off your first order. Applied Botanics. Live healthy and happy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Whether you need plants, trees, sod, mulch, rock, flowers, topsoil, grass seed, straw bales, or anything to help your lawn look its best, Keller's has you covered. Located in Exeter, Pennsylvania, near Blue Ribbon Dairy on Kern Street, mums and fall items are now available and look for fall festival weekends at Keller's Garden Center starting September 25th and running through October 31st. Paint your own pumpkins, scavenger hunts, hay maze, face painting, and more. Check out Keller's Garden Center on social media for more information. My guests today are in a band from northeastern Pennsylvania called Retrovi. They recently released a new EP called No Longer, Not Yet, which you can check out on all the streaming services. We talk about the EP, the meaning behind some of the songs, recording a music video, how they all met, Britney Spears, a fun game called Can I Make It Home, and so much more. Welcome to the show, John, Duffy, and Grutz from the band Retrovi. And we're live. Gentlemen, full band tonight. Got everybody. Hell yeah. I'm surprised we all made it here. I'm delighted that we all made it here, though. Uh, I, I am pretty too. happy. I'm too, because there's two reasons. Uh, well, one thing that's going to happen is we're going to, by accident, we're going to talk over one another. But that's okay. But I was hoping for the full band because I wanted Grut to uh, be the first to appear twice on the podcast. Can we get a round of applause for me getting two times on the Popco podcast? Hey, hey, like to, hey. he's a Popco two timer. Yeah. I'd like to thank, I'd like to thank my mom and my dad for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make you famous. Uh, dude, I appreciate it. All two, all two listeners will will hear you. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> me, me when it's back out, dude. Two, two listeners for two times on, with Brett. So perfect. But I also, I mean, I uh, I know Ryan, I know John, but I don't know the other two gentlemen. Uh, so I'm excited to uh, talk to you guys as well. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I have to first congratulate Mr. John Higgins on his marriage. Thank you. You sucker. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was uh, it was pretty cool. Um, I got to say it was the coolest thing we've ever done. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're here to talk about, uh, retro vibe. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I can't help, but I, I saw the video that you guys put together, uh, when you got married in Vegas. Um, yep. that was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. And like leading up to it, we were like, Oh man, we want to bring a photographer and a videographer. And Sarah and I sat and thought about what song we would use. And we ended up at the Menzingers because it literally has that line and telling lies about like, you know, 
let's go to Vegas, put it all on black and get married by Elvis. And it was like, yeah, no, that, that's cool. Let's, let's use that one. It's totally us. Um, the two of us have never been very conventional and that seems to be our story and we're, we're sticking to it. And, uh, I know that the both of us love it. Uh, now did you put it all on black? Uh, you know what? I did not, but I did win like 1200 bucks <laughs> while we were there and it okay. wasn't, it wasn't all on black, but it was on the wheel of fortune. So <laughs> we lucked out. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. But yeah, that was really a, a cool concept. Now, was that like a true, uh, you guys eloped, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's a true elopement. Um, so, you know, we just, despite number one, not wanting to wait because it seems like the world just keeps shutting down and it's uh, sure sort of an indefinite reality that we're living in. Um, we just didn't want to wait anymore. So we figured let's get this section of it out of the way, uh, do this for us. We had the time of our life and, and, you know, maybe once everything is safe and good to be back around people and, you know, normal, I guess, if that ever comes back around, we'll have a big ass party and, and do it again. So you just started digging the graves, what you're telling me. <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> I, 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 I'm happily married. I'm happily yeah. married. <laughs> it's most, so weird. Most of the time. We, we keep, That's why uh, you call me every night. <laughs> we, uh, we keep like having the conversation of, boy, it was really easy to go from like boyfriend, girlfriend and slide into fiance. And it was like, oh, this is fancy. Like, we like this. We like fiance. But then going to husband and wife, it's like, oh, let's annul this marriage right now. Go back to fiance. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> now you can say, oh, yeah, my wife, my wife, this and my wife, that. It's so I'm weird. We just went to Chicago and like calling the hotel. Sarah was like, yeah, my husband and I are staying with you tonight. And I was like, stop. Don't don't say that. <laughs> now, you didn't wear husband and wife shirts, did you? No, God, no. Right, I was, I was going to rip you pretty good if you did. We have no... Go ahead, Grut. I was going to say the, the what is it? My Mickey Mini. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those oh, dumb yeah. mall yep. shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we do, not, uh, we do not donate any of our income to uh, <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Merchandise or, or husband and wife merchandise. No, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to go full send and get matching tattoos on that one. Just a really fucking marriage. You should get queen. (laughs) (laughs) Should be fun. I I saw a meme going around. This is a while ago, but it was, uh, you know, if you call your, (laughs) if you call your wife queen, or if you call your husband King, you probably have a a, a fist hole in your wall. (laughs) That's exactly yes yes you're exactly right building our empire building our empire (laughs) you blew it you blew it yeah it was still funny though because dry holes so any other suckers getting married anytime soon Duffy I am. is. I don't know yeah, where it is on the yeah. screen, but Duffy is. Yeah. Yep. All yeah. Right. I can. I can definitely speak to. Um. You know, waiting a year and a half to uh, to get a venue and stuff, and everything closing down and whatnot. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I kind of wish we did it all in Vegas, man. To be completely honest, with you. <laughs> just go. Uh, just do it. Yep. Yeah. We're uh, throwing money away like it's candy right now. So hopefully, uh, hopefully everything works out well. So. Yeah. Just throwing it into the wind. Hopefully it sticks. Yep, pretty much. So, <laughs> but no, women are great. 
Oh man. So it's, it's really good to see you guys. I mean, John, again, this is about the band, but I mean, I've been following you. I went back and looked and uh, I remember I reached out to you back in 2014 when you released uh, a single, um, I already forgot. Interview. Probably got to be how I wish, right? Yeah. How I wish. That's what it was. Um, 97.9 X was doing their local show at the time. Uh, I heard it on that and uh, I was like, wow, this is really great. So that was my first introduction to, uh, to you. And I remember messaging you saying, you know, how great it was and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Um, and then eventually I found uh, Alma Mater, which you yep. were a part of. And then that's how I kind of found Grut. I'm so sorry. Give me two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Grut, what's up? <laughs> It's gonna be. I can't wait till the video is out. My dad comes to this thing. I'm in his office. <laughs> and my dad, I, he points over here and he points at this light that's behind me. And I go, I'm on an interview. I'm on an interview. And he just keeps pointing at this light. And I pull a headphone. I go, what? He goes, how'd you get that light to come on? I go, I'm in an interview. <laughs> I'm talking to people. And yes. Goes, that's on a timer. That's on. I'm like, Dad, I am on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yes, no. alma mater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, to, to go back to where we were, yes, alma mater. Um, after doing the solo thing, I I, uh, I met Vinny and Jerry and, and linked up with them. Um, and shortly thereafter, we we brought Grud on board for that band. And you know, him and I have always wrote really well together. So after you know leaving that project and starting something new, there there wasn't anybody. I thought of faster than Grut to involve in this. Well, I feel like Grut's like in every band in Northeastern Pennsylvania at the moment. <laughs> yes. I promise you, you said that last time that it really is starting to feel like that again. <laughs> like it really is, is, is really getting to that point. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, I mean, even when, you know, John and I <clears throat> met, I think I was 18 and John asked me to be the bass player in on Mater. Um, which was, which was awesome. But John and I really hit it off. I remember we wrote one song uh, together while we were in that band. And it, it just was, it was one of the easiest things I think we ever did. So we always like, would, I would always go over John's and just write music. We knew like half the time that wasn't going to fit that. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like on modern, I you know, heard it, it's kind of like bouncy 90% of the time. It's like oh, an indie you know what I mean? More like an upbeat thing where I feel like John and I were always trying to take dark turns and stuff. Um, which then again changed. Cause I, I think half of the, the stuff on the EP is, you know, half of it's kind of upbeat and, you know, sounds like a nineties song or, uh, the other half gets kind of heavy, like a song like monster. So I, I, I've always written really well with John. So I, I think it was kind of like a no brainer to do uh, a band when he was asking for people to help him do stuff. Yeah. And John, why did you uh, end up leaving that band? Alma Mater? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very long story. Yeah, uh, it's insane. I don't know story. that we have in, in, entirely enough time to tell. Um, let me, but... let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me give, I'm not even going to give details. All I'm going to say is there was a falling out between John and I at one point and we're all good now. And that was, that was probably the end of John being an Alma Mater. There was yeah. about a year where John and I didn't really hang out, but that, that's, yeah, that's about it. To, to be quite frank, I was definitely a dickhead uh, a couple of years in my life. And uh, it, it, probably a good segue going off of this question without <clears throat> diving too much into detail. But 
um, I, I was an ass uh, for a very long time, especially to people like Grut and people that like mattered to me and didn't realize that. Um, so I had to do a lot of like reflection and go to a lot of therapy and learn from my mistakes. And that's how a lot of the retro retro music was born. Um, a lot of this is about realizing that you were something and now being in this in-between spot where like, you don't want to be this anymore, but you're here, but you're not this yet. Um, and just learning and growing and, and becoming a better person. And that's where the idea for the album title came from, um, was no longer not yet. And it's, it's about, growing yeah and i think uh i think half of the writing process for the beginning of these songs were like john and i rehashing a friendship you know mm -hmm. what i mean like in the sense of like i'm sure there was unsaid things by the time we started doing stuff again you know what i'm saying like we really did i didn't talk to him for a year and not like yeah. you know not that it never didn't matter but like you know i cared about the guy it just wasn't wasn't driving and yep. uh but we got back together in a sense, we started writing music. And I mean, I think like half of it is why it works so well. I think it was like kind of a tension release thing. And it really is even uh, we have a song called joy, which is basically about that situation to an extent, whether yeah. it's about me or not, it's about that situation. The title, what John, what's the whole title of that song? The, the so the idea for the band, <clears throat> I, uh, I went on the internet. Um, I'll try to give you the quick story. Uh, I found out that the Menzingers got their band name from like a, a rough English translation of troubadours, like singing troubadours. Um, so it's like a German translation. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. So I just was searching around for words that maybe didn't have direct English translations. <clears throat> and one of them was retrovi. And I ended up making it more of a phonetic spelling because the French spelling is kind of wacky. Um, so it's easier. It to looks like my last name. Us. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a little bit easier for us to grasp. And the definition, because there was no direct translation, was the joy of reuniting with someone after a long separation. So the first single, uh, that song, we, we call it Joy, um, is a direct description of what this band is all about, is reconnecting with people that really mean something to you after not speaking to them for a long time. Um, and that's sort of been the the idea behind this whole band was to just tackle more serious topics than I have in the past. I used to write really vaguely. I used to dance around topics. Um, to be frank, I'm not really proud of a lot of this stuff that I've done in the past because of that. Uh, this is definitely the most honest writing that I've been doing. So that's why I'm so excited for this project. Um, you know, and to have you guys involved, number one, especially in Grut to, to have you back around as well. Yeah. <clears throat> And I don't want to keep going back to you, John, as just a, a you know singling you out here. But even like your you know song titles for your you know it was just you, uh, they're kind of depressing for the lack of a better word. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Get, get back up. I'm not okay. Afterthought. Alone. Storm. Um, it, it always felt like you were trying to express you know the this the, the feelings you you had through you know, music, which obviously a lot of musicians do. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, uh, <clears throat> I guess it was, it was a bit of a cry for help. Um, <laughs> and, uh, shortly after I'm not okay came out is when I reconnected with, with people like Grut and, and Sarah, uh, my wife. So that is, um, definitely how my life was going at that point. It was really depressing. Uh, I wasn't writing about anything happy. Um, and that's, that's all changed, which is really, really cool to see. 
Yeah. Also, shout out John's solo career. It is very good. It is. <laughs> I do like I do like John's solo career. Dude, I, I was mean, actually like jealous of the songs. I wasn't talking to him during the solo career, but the songs were really good. <laughs> well, I mean, How I Wish reminded me a lot of the band Sick Puppies. I'm not okay. Sure yeah, it's a, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. Which I was a big fan of uh, prior to the the exit of their lead singer because I feel like it always sucks when your favorite band, the lead singer kind of leaves. Cause that's like, I don't think a band can really move forward without the lead singer. People can replace, you know, bass players and drummers, not that they're not important, but I don't know. I mean, Oh, they're important. They're very, very important. Very important. Most, most important. But, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, the vocals, the lyrics, um, you know, the stage presence, obviously the, the, the lead singer is kind of the front center, but yeah, look at, um, I, we always tell the story of, uh, uh, the gym blossoms, um, Sarah and I talk about the gym blossoms all the time. All of their big hits were written by this guy that, uh, I, I, I think he, he died. He drank himself to death or maybe committed suicide or something. Um, and all of their huge singles came from that guy and they dropped off the face of the planet after all those came and went. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I knew that. That's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I just don't, I mean, what's that one? It's a big band. Um, ACDC boy. Three days. Grace. Oh, three days. Grace. I am not a, I'm not three days. Grace. I loved all three days. Hill. After Adam left. Yeah. 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 That's a hard band for me to get back into. It was more of a classic rock band that I'm thinking of though. Um, Is it not ACDC? Is it? Is it? They have to do their main singer. Journey, okay. uh, their singer Lee. Or, it, was, uh, it was Journey. It could be um, Journey. Yeah. They got that guy from America's Got Talent or something like yeah. that. And he's like, he sounds just like, is it Steve Perry? I'm bad with names. <laughs> Steve Perry's um, the original guy, I think. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that and like Sublime with Rome. I don't think Sublime with Rome is really doing much after, you know, do? not having the lead guy. Yeah. But it's a shame, but it's, it's what happens, I guess. But. We have this new EP out. Um, you just formed this band. Yeah. Is, is that how a lot of your stuff came together? Was just, you know, passing stuff back and forth? Oh, no, sorry. I was, I was going to say, I just made an Instagram post about it. Um, yeah. Uh, some of them start as voice memos. A lot of them start as voice memos and we just send them back and forth and try to demo out ideas. Um, yeah. I think a majority, I said it when I was on with Joey's uh, band. But I think a majority of it too is John and I love sending each other rips. John and I, <laughs> John and I's voice memos are just riffs. It's just our, all it is. Our voice memos are a catastrophe. But I will, and this is this is per Jerry Maloney from Alma Mater. We have what did he say? We have the cleanest Google Drive he's ever seen. Cleanest Google Drive he's ever seen. Yeah, John. <laughs> John uh, accurate yes yeah john john organizes it and buy if you looked at my google drive it just says ryan's stuff and everything i have is in one book <laughs> john is like song ideas drumless uh it's all it's all good which is funny because it's so organized i actually get lost it, well it's honestly super helpful because you know i live in bloomsburg you know um other people live, you know, other, other places and stuff. And, and like, it's really difficult for me being so far removed, you know, you, when you have a Google drive, everything's right there. You could just practice and all that stuff. So it's, it is really helpful to be super organized like that too. So. 
Yeah, it's definitely awesome. I, like I said, I think a majority. John just John and I just did it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like I think we're still writing songs. Like it's just like I always. Anytime I was going to do something with him, he always knew what I was going to do, and it just worked. So I just get excited and send him a riff. We, did, we were finishing tracking to this EP, and I pulled out a riff, and John started singing a melody. And it's on my phone. We have all of it. It's disgusting. If I lose this phone, though, if I lose this phone, John, <laughs> we are. Well, we're we in are, trouble, as the kids say, screwed. Yeah, yeah. We we're we're sitting on a second EP already, uh, and on a singles third on top LP of that. At that point, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff like in the bank. Yeah, so talk about this one at least. I mean, this is re- recorded; it's available streaming right now. This uh, podcast might not make it up until well, today is the nineteenth of August. This might be either the last week of August or the first week of September. So at that point, it might be out for almost a month or a little bit longer than that. So available streaming, right? Um, and I think, I, I don't know if I was given some inside info, but uh, you have a video for it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that out? Yeah, so um, is that, the, video is, the video is out. Uh, we dropped that on Wednesday, I think, before the album came out. I think I did like a random YouTube premiere and I was like, sure, three o'clock. Because <laughs> there's, there's really no rules. We're not, I say this all the time. We're not Beyonce. Nobody's waiting for the next Retrovi record. So like right. <laughs> you could pretty much just drop stuff whenever you feel like it, which is sort of the mentality I've taken with this band is trying not to take it so seriously. And I consult these guys a lot and Sarah to like talk me off the ledge about how serious I'm taking things. Um, so we put the uh, music video out on Wednesday and dropped the album on Friday the 13th. Uh, the, the EP is called no longer, not yet. Um, again, I kind of alluded to the, to the story behind it, but it's sort of a, I don't want to call it like a coming of age thing, but it's, it's about growth. It's, it's no longer being in a place and, and being in the gray area in between before you get to where you want to be. Um, and I think that most of the tracks sort of outline a lot of that. Um, I touch on that exact line in hints of autumn, the opener, um, which was never meant to be a song. It was just sort of an interlude. Um, I really liked the way it sounded and it just happened to end on a similar chord that feel alive starts with. So I sort of made those two a little flow together, um, intro and first song, uh, and then feel alive kind of glides right into paradise. They were close in BPM. So the, uh, the EP just keeps rolling. Um, then you go right into something a little bit more like grungy, like shattered, and then you end on a hard hitter like monsters. Um, and along the way, each song sort of tells a story. Um, I guess like try to give one or two word like ideas. Hints of autumn is, is uh, the whole concept of the EP, the, the growth feel alive was directly about codependency problems and, and just overcoming that issue in life. <clears throat> um, paradise was written around a fortune cookie. That's why it says paradise, the fortune cookie song. I still have the fortune cookie here somewhere. Um, and the, the line was sweet paradise or sweet memories are the paradise of the mind. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself and write that. And I did it. Um, and it oddly went political. So it's sort of the idea of trying to navigate life in 2020, 2021, while still having some morality and some empathy, uh, and the frustrations of that. Um, shattered is, is, uh, about a much more serious topic. It's, it's about assault. Um, you know, specifically, uh, locally and, and, and things like that. And then monsters is again, sort of a touch on 
maybe some codependency problems that, that I've experienced in my life. Um, not being able to set boundaries with other people and, and not saying how to, or not knowing how to say no or when to say no. Um, and watching some things crumble before your eyes because of that action and, and living in those consequences. Um, and that's sort of the brief overview of the album EP. That's, that's uh, more than I could have asked for. Not more than I wanted. I mean, I, I appreciate the, uh, the overview of it all. And I told you, um, I told you that when I heard the album in its entirety or the EP rather, um, you know, it did, it went from one song to the next, but it really flowed very nicely. Um, and it's all, they're all really good, good tunes. I mean, not, I'm not going to say I was surprised or anything like that, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I just like, I was just like, I was impressed. I was like, it was a good collection of, of tunes and, like I said, they, they flowed really nicely together. And, you know, John, would you say, I, it sounds like you're the primary, if not sole, um, you know, lyricist, right? Um, I, w- I would say for this portion of it. Um, so No Longer Not Yet started as a 10 song album. And uh, there were definitely songs on that project that Grut had contributed to. Um, but yeah, primarily I, I did a bulk of the writing. I know we, him and I have talked about it. He was going through a little bit of a writer's block and one nice thing about this band and having, you know, two at least lyricists at the time before we added Duffy, um, you know, chugging away on things is that the project didn't stop. We were able to keep making music uh, and ended up getting it together. Um, and then we decided to split the album in half uh, just to get something out sooner than later because we wanted to play some shows in 2021 and not have to wait until 22. Um, so that's why we, we kind of alluded. There's a second EP that's basically already done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, uh, speak- go ahead, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, um, uh, I, I, all, all I was going to say is, yeah, we had, uh, I mean, some of these songs are tracked too. I mean, um, it all depends, but John, John's hitting it on the head. I think I hit, uh, a point of writing every single week since I was like 14 to getting to like 23 and my brain just shut off for a year and a half. I wasn't able to write a song. So like, you know, there was riffs in there, like feel alive is a guitar part. Like the main riff to feel alive is something that I came up with, but John is the one that took it, and made the song what it is. So John like really did take uh, a huge, very loving load off of my plate which is, which is <laughs> very good i don't think that's a term but that's very funny after i, I said had, it i had a lot to say and nobody to listen <laughs> yeah it, and uh it, it was very nice i think where like the other half of like not being able to write full songs kind of came in is uh i then had to write all of these leads to a song that i didn't know how it was structured and i wouldn't have written it like that like shattered is a perfect example of a song that like I hear those chords and I'm like, oh, I probably, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have made those chords. But when I had to sit and write a lead, it really challenged me. And I actually like, I love the verse leads and shattered. I love most of the leads I did on the record, uh, more or less. Cause it kind of made me uncomfortable to make them. Like I had a whole list. Sorry to ramble by the way. No, do but it. I had a, uh, Dude, do it. I had a whole <clears throat> list of like, I sat at home. I have a setup at my house. So I sat and, made up all of these leads. I would call John and be like, I have all these ideas. I have all these ideas. And when it came time to track, we did like two days of tracking uh, at John's place for my parts. And 
what mostly happened is John and I got real creative and laughed and I rewrote all the parts for almost all the songs. <laughs> um, and it was just funny because like uh, that part for Shatter, John and I were like laughing, going like they're really weird, jazzy looking chords. And I'm like, John, where should my finger go? And he goes, ah, uh, here, it should go here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know music theory. And in that moment, I was like, yo, a major diminished. <laughs> and I don't know music theory at all. So I was like, what number do I need to put my finger on? One, but two, we figured, three, four, five. We figured it out. And, and I would say your leads on Shattered specifically are probably the, uh, I'm going to say the coolest on the EP. Um, Monsters is a close second after all the layers that we did in the bridge. Yeah. I, I, I like a lot of this stuff. It really did. It kind of, uh, it pushed me out of my comfort zone. I don't really think it sounds like anything I've had uh, a heavy hand in. You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. I even, um, I, I remember you even said where like, uh, when we listened to that song we did with Joey at Foxhole, like you could kind of hear certain parts of me in it mm -hmm. in the sense of like, kind of sounds like an all modern song. And with this, it was kind of hard to get it to sound like that. Cause John wrote the skeletons of these songs. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool for me. Cause like my brain didn't go into default. Let's write this. Right. Uh, so it was, it was a, it's a really interesting time. It, it's I, I love, I do. I love these songs. I'm really proud of them. Well, it's funny too, because I, I, you know, listening to these songs, I didn't feel that, you know, you had, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a big, um, this is the wrong way to put it too, but like, no, no, I but like I a bigger hear, part yeah, in it. Yeah. But I mean, obviously you had a part in it, but I didn't hear like, Oh, that's, that's grunt. That's all a modder. It was definitely, uh, different in that, that aspect. No, that was that's... honestly a struggle, I think, because of us both being in all the modder at one point. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, how do we, how do we do something different? Like, how do you not sound like everybody else in the scene or everything else on the radio that we're used to? And, and, you know, there were yourselves or yourselves. How do you not brand yeah. yourself again for the 18th time in a local band? Grut? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm done. So we need to have a, a meeting or something soon. I think you guys need to sit me down at like an outback and be like, you, you gotta yeah. fucking yeah. stop. I'm going to keep you, you writing. Gotta... Like I'm going to keep you writing interesting things for retrovi. I'm going to tape your pinky finger down or maybe like one of the other ones. So you can't use it. So you just have to think about different leads. <laughs> <laughs> what if you guys were, what if I was just like, Guys, listen, I'd love to do this interview. I have to go to Polka Night. And you just see me like leave with like, <laughs> and they're like, ah, geez, there it goes again. Right. There's, um, a, there's a word, Grut, and it's the word is no. Uh, let, let, let me tell you, I you'd be proud of me. I have said no. I have said no. So I'm really in like I'm in four bands right now, which is it's this one, Robinson Aid, uh, Alma Mater and University Drive. And I've had other people, there was somebody, I can't remember who it was, so I kind of feel bad. But it was more of a hip-hop thing that they wanted me to be a part of. They were like, hey, do you, can you help me out with this? And I was like, I'd love to, but I'm four feet from just, just, yeah, I don't even fill in the blank of whatever you yeah. would do. I literally don't have time to myself that much anymore. Everybody makes fun of me for it. But I love playing. I just love doing it. These are all my friends. Like, Joey is fantastic. Uh, I've been friends with Vinny and Jerry for years. John's one of my favorite people to write with. Uh, and then I've been working with Ed and Ed is a horse. So, you know, I kind of just kind of watch what Ed does for the most part. Cause he's just murdering it 95% of the time. But like, you know what I mean? It all has its different spots. I just love 
playing. I, there's nothing more I love doing. No, and I, I joke about the, the word no, but I, I'm a big <laughs> advocate of saying yes to everything because you never know what can happen from saying yes. I mean, like if you if you say no, there's no chance, right? But if you dude, say even, yes, uh, to things, you know, it, dude, even being in that's how why I'm in University Drive. I took that tour offer. I wasn't in the band. You know what I mean? And just yep. kind of changed. I got to go and do that whole thing. I had to figure out my job, everything like that. But um, I don't really know if there's ever been anything that made as much sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, I always feel like I'm kind of like, well, watch me get deep, Johnny. Watch, watch right, me get deep on this. Let's do it. But okay. there's, there's, uh, there's never really been anything that I felt like I could kind of fit into. And it's, it's like the most cliche thing, but that is the only time where I feel fully comfortable in my own like kind of skin. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just making or playing music. It doesn't have to be. It can be in front of one person eating a quesadilla. I don't really care. It's so much <laughs> fucking fun to me. That's good. Yeah, it's it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, that's. I mean, people search for that feeling their entire lives sometimes. So it's you know, it's I'm just good glad that I you, found it. Yeah, you know <laughs> what it is, and like that, you know what you know what you want to do. That's that's great. So nothing wrong with that. No, no. I'm just glad it was this and not like donuts or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> donuts are good. Donuts are amazing, but I, if I, God, can you imagine if I was that passionate about pastries? I, oh, no, God. I wish, I wish I was, you know, I like a lot of things. Um, but I feel like I'm not passionate about any one thing. I don't like, I mean, I love doing this, but there's days I'm like, ah, eh, I'm going to just, you know, stop and, yeah, yeah. Pack it in and you know, it's whatever. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know that I you know, outside of my, my family and taking care of my, my son and my wife and things like that, like I don't not like there's nothing about my life that I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. So good for you. <laughs> no, uh, it, it, dude, it's a it's a weird thing. I, the the thing that's weird about it to me is and you could ask any of these guys, I'm not a serious person. I mean, you even know that. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, what do I take seriously ever when you talk to me? You know what I mean? So like for me, like to really sit down and be like, I didn't tell me just left. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, they didn't even acknowledge me yet. I didn't even say my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out of here. He's like, fuck this. He, fuck he, these guys. he told me he was like, he was like, I'm a bad interviewee. So I hope that he doesn't ask me too many questions. Yeah. And I'm, right, I'm totally get, gonna yo, when, when he, he gets, gets back, back, we're gonna yeah, slam we're, him. We're gonna be like, yeah. James. We'll slam him. Dude, don't get me started. <laughs> we uh, did this last time. We did we this last time. We took up a half an hour Wait. on the last podcast. Popko was at the Popko was at the, the corn show too, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I yeah. literally boy. Hold on. He's in the bathroom. We'll get him. We'll go back to the interview in a second. All right. Johnny, let me tell you something. I got obliterated. I was two-stepping. <laughs> I was, I have this dance. I'm going to dance again on this thing, Sweet. but there's this thing I do for twist. You know, this song twist by corn where it's just gibberish. It's 45 seconds. I'm going over. Sure. <laughs> so I, right, so I got really drunk with a bunch, like 30 of my friends from high school. And I just started cutting it up the whole fucking time I was doing it. And I'm like, I'm drinking and I'm drinking, and I'm drinking. And all of a sudden some, my friend walks up to me with this bottle and just goes, corn's canceled. And I was like, well, I'm not fucking leaving. And we all stayed <laughs> until the cops came because they were like, you got to go. You just got to get out of here. I was really upset, but they already rescheduled the show. Yeah. September 25th. So I, so I got off the exit to, you know, to climb the mountain. It took me 45 minutes from the exit to get to the parking lot. Oh my God. So at that point, I'm like, this is why I stopped going to shows here. Yep. 
And I, so like I, I got tickets. Uh, my my buddies were behind me because I was like, I might just stay for stained and then leave after two songs of corn. Okay. So I drove by by myself. So I'm in front of them, going, you know what? Maybe I'll just email them these tickets and just get the fuck out of this line because I'm I'm done. I've had it. I'm too old for yeah. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so like the lanes are so thin on that mountain. Like I don't even know if I could have like turned around. So I'm like, all right, whatever. We're going to have a good time. Get into the parking lot, literally park my car, open the door and like step out and stand up. And there's this guy <laughs> with a backpack and he goes, show's canceled. Go home. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Like, this is very possible that it's true because COVID like it's, it's everything's yeah, yeah. weird. Nothing's off the table. Right. But it's just, it's random dude. So I'm like, this guy could also just be fucking with us. So then I look around and I'm seeing people walking from like down below, like up the, you know, the, the, the gate park, and the parking back. lot. Yeah. Like where that gate is by the, the job Johnny's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, there's people walking up here. That that's, that's not good. And then I see cars just, you know, like, hurting to leave it's the you know the quota I mean, hurry up and wait because they got in line to leave and they didn't move yeah so i yeah, said that's, well uh, we, we have beer we have our chairs so we took them out and we sat did there did you do it too yeah i sat there till eight o'clock until yeah, the sheriff <laughs> the sheriff came over and said yo you guys gotta pack it up We're like okay yeah that's all we did we literally uh we set up our table we just kept playing beer games and it was i was so like corn was my number one band as a kid so i was excited but here's the thing i also loved stained so i was like i was just getting ready johnny for like yeah. the best night of my drunken life dude i mean it was it was a saturday you know night concert you can get there early do some tailgating you know it was sunny the weather was like perfect beautiful weather be a great night it was still you know what though i had so much fun i didn't even care yeah i mean you know what are you gonna do what do you yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah. But somebody has returned, and I feel like putting him yeah, on the James, spot. Yeah, James. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's time for the hot seat, baby. Tell us, oh, tell, good. Us, tell us your story. I want to know. I'm going to make uh, a drink. Everything about you from the time <laughs> you were the time you were born until <laughs> till right now. Go. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, that's good. That. Thank you for that, Grut. Every time. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've been playing music with John since, uh, since high school, man. I mean, we've been in and out of bands. Um, nothing like super serious, I would say. Um, we started in uh, Writing Wrongs. I don't know how long ago that was. That was a long time ago. Almost, um, it's got to be almost a decade. Don't, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then I was in a ska band for a hot second. Um, and my, my brother played in uh, Those Clever Foxes. Uh, so... I mean, I've been into the, you know, NEPA scene kind of in and out, but, um, nothing really serious necessarily. And, uh, so it's, it's really good to just be, uh, together with these guys and, uh, doing something interesting and different. I've never played bass before on anything. I'm always been a guitar player. So, uh, this is all new for me for sure. Welcome to the but, club, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I've done some solo stuff too. Like John's recorded, you know, me doing some solo stuff, uh, songwriting and things like that. Um, doing a couple of uh, like different, like acoustic cover, cover bands and things like that, but uh, never really something solid. And I feel like uh, this band in general just is, is that. So I'm really excited for what's uh, about to come out. Cool. But no, seriously though, uh, where did you go to elementary school? 
I went to Wycalis Elementary School in Dallas. Junior high? Where? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. High school? Dallas. College? Yeah, he, he was a year ahead of me. I uh, went. I'm an uh, occupational therapist in Danville, Pennsylvania, right now. So I went to Misericordia University. Okay. Yeah. Or do you work at the hospital in Danville? Yep. Yeah. Uh, not the main hospital, but I'm uh, I'm inpatient rehab unit. So. Yeah. I help people get home and things like that. So. There you go. Yeah. yeah Duffy doesn't good. give himself enough credit as a songwriter. He he has over the years written some of my favorite stuff. Uh, and this is, this might surprise you Duffy that I remember this, but like 18 and clueless was great. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a good, that was a good, like just kind of punky song. And we had, you know, some remaining parts of, of my first band and we brought Duffy on to play bass with us and play some of his stuff. And we played like the Sherman showcase out in East Stroudsburg or something. And I was like, dude, like this kid's really good. I, I say kid, he was older than I am. But yeah. uh, uh, since that time, like I haven't found anybody else that could sing harmonies as well as Duffy can. Um, he's always been super easy to work with and just has great ideas. He sent us uh, a song idea recently um, for future retrovise stuff. So it's just it, it's cool to have that member of the band, uh, you know, added in and somebody that's also willing to like just just learn and and. I don't know, experiment, especially with an instrument he hasn't done before. Yeah. I mean, sure. so were you like, Oh, I want him in the band because obviously you needed, you know, he didn't Absolutely. play bass, but you know, he's playing bass now. So it's like, yo, you're, you're going to do this and you're going to like it. Well, I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, he was like, Hey, like, you know, you should play bass for this band. And I was like, all right, man, I'll go to fucking guitar center or, you know, <laughs> pick up, pick up a $200 bass, you know, like beat up, piece of garbage like right there <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so you know um but yeah i mean honestly like whenever uh whenever john needs somebody like as a musician and stuff like i'm 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 pretty much down for whatever he's into so um i also i mean granted like it, it, it hasn't always just been like uh the music scene I've been uh, really into like musical theater when I was growing up, stuff like that. So that helped obviously with like harmonies and things like that. Um, so yeah. I think I, I do bring a lot to, to the table as far as uh, like that kind of element um, to um, broaden the horizons of retrofine things. So he's very modest. I would, too. I would, uh, yeah. I would agree with that. I dude, I think half of the, Dude, it was so cool because I, I so long story short, I met Duffy when he first did uh he came for the first practice. He is the <laughs> cover. He is the cover of the first alma mater EP, and I wasn't on that. So I didn't he's, I've seen his face for years. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, wait, Dude. I'll I'll show it to you. It's this. Yeah, it's just him <laughs> doing that with a t-shirt. But like, Gary took so a photo funny. of him for the cloud cover EP. Does that, if that looks familiar to anyone, yeah, it was because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him and I'm like, yeah, I feel like I've met you. I feel like, didn't we meet somewhere? And he's like, I don't think so. And then John was like, he <laughs> yeah. is the cover of the album you've been playing. <laughs> you've been playing years. on this, yeah. 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 Been playing on this for so long. And yeah. Here, here, oh, here. yeah. I don't, even, I don't even look at it anymore. So I, that's why I was laughing so hard. But then he came in, we, we played together, and he just started nailing, just nailing harmonies. And it's so nice because, like, when it comes to singing, uh, I suck. 
So uh, <laughs> it's not my favorite thing in the world to do. I, I like doing it. I'm just not as confident about it. Like if I have to yell, that's cool. Like I just disappoint my mother again, but like I could do that. I know I could yell, uh, but to have Duffy coming and do harmonies, we're literally using it up to the, like when we play live, I mean, geez, um, like a song like monsters, like we are using all three of us a lot. Like we are definitely using the fact that three of us are touching a mic. That was a big thing in Alma Mater, too, that I wanted to, to carry over because I, I said it then and I'll say it again now. Uh, it, it's sort of like that quote from Waiting. It's, it's that little extra that takes you from ordinary to extraordinary. Uh, and I, I think that harmonies in a live setting really do that. And uh, uh, again, I couldn't think of anybody better than Duffy to come in and do it who's played enough shows without having monitors but could still hit the note exactly where we need to be <laughs> and and just get up there and crush it every time and uh i wanted to have that same thing that we did in alma mater with three-part harmonies and and just a lot of layers that we could replicate in a live setting too without overdoing it and and it's been working really well i think yeah, you're yeah, right sure. there too i think you're right in the, in the the harmonies aspect of it because i remember like being out seeing shows and like you know the band's playing and then you, you hear those harmonies and it's almost like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> yeah that's yeah. pretty neat I, I, it's it's really easy to screw them up you know what i mean like they're yeah it, <laughs> it, it, it really is like that's that's one of the biggest pet peeves that i have whenever i see like somebody you know someone performing so um but circling back you know um the complexity of, of the songs in general, like every single one of us is definitely pushing our comfort zones uh, as far as like the writing and the, the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. Like every single one of us, including myself, we're just pushing our comfort zones and uh, it's really, really, really awesome. So. And you yeah. guys mentioned playing live shows. Um, obviously this year, uh, like last year is, is weird. Um, have you guys played a live show yet or you know do you have anything lined up or what's going on we have not played a live show yet we did do one live from home uh video for our single when it came out back in 2020 um and we do have a show lined up uh i think the announcement comes out in september but it's in november we're playing with uh uh sean flynn i think um I don't know if they've announced the show, so I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not. I was just about to say, my favorite part of this is the fact that I don't think you're supposed to say it because you didn't announce it. Yeah, so... Taco, we, one I'll, long... We, yeah, we don't I'll, know. You, all you said was Sean Flynn. You, we didn't, you yes. didn't say what Sean, the date was. You didn't say where it was. So we'll, we'll, Sean Flynn is a very good friend of, of mine, and yeah. uh, he likes the band a lot and said, hey... Uh, I'm going to throw this show. Would you guys like to play? And there are two other really good local names on the bill. Um, so yeah, I won't give more details than that, but yes, there's an announcement coming soon just in case they don't want me to. I don't know. Uh, fair. So, let me know. Let me know uh, but it's in November. So it's in November. I don't even know the date, but it's in November. Off air. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a secret. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not coming over there. Dude, it's like five minutes, dude. I can see you. Dude, dude you said you were going to come shovel my driveway and cut my grass. <laughs> <laughs> you never did. Grass. I probably did say I'd cut your grass because I, yeah, I actually I, enjoy doing that. You, yeah, you said you enjoy cutting the grass and I had a pool. So I, or I have a pool. So I, I said... Uh, you, what? 
Oh, right. yeah. No, you didn't say that because I would have been I, over already. I did. <laughs> I did. Play, play the tape. Play the tape. Play it back. Play it back. I, I have no. I, I have, no I have slight beef to pick with you uh, in an off subject, actually. I'm driving around. I'm driving around. I get up the street, right? Windows are down. I don't even have music on. I am. I'm not even listening to anything. I'm enjoying the nature. <laughs> you, sir. I'm at a stop sign. You're on the corner. You've got your whole family with you. Everybody looks great. I threw you the friendly neighbor. You're looking right into the windows of my soul. And I threw you the most friendly. Hey, what's going on? The ignoring that went down is the most historically I've ever been ignored with somebody making direct eye contact with me. I was baffled. Dude. I go, I know this guy. I literally know who this guy is. That's funny. I may have uh, looked at you, but I, I obviously I did not see you. Obviously. I would never. I would never. Um, no, he literally. Oh, I'm, making, I'm, I'm making sure I don't I don't care who what assholes in the car. I'm making sure this guy doesn't run the stop sign and hit my family. That's what I, I imagine, was worried about. I imagine you're just whispering to your wife. He said he cut my grass. <laughs> <laughs> he never did. He never did. And you see me like, hey. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I'd say sorry if like, I, I, you know, no, dude, purpose, but you didn't, you didn't, I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't think you saw me, but let me, let me just inform you though. My feelings were hurt for about four seconds later until a bee flew into my car and I didn't care about you anymore. Yo, did Vinny ever tell you the story about it is one of the funniest things he's told me. Yes. Can you explain it though? Can you explain it? Because it is really funny. It, so I, I'm I'm driving on uh, shit. I don't know. It's this. It's a street off of Rudder Ave in Kingston. Um, it's the street that Cook's Pharmacy is on, and I'm driving Pier down street. there. No, it's not Pier Street. Market. No, no. Cook's, <laughs> no. Right. You're it, was, it was. Yeah. It was like just it was a pick them all. You'll pick one. And you'll get uh, one eventually. Yeah. A random side street. Um, and I'm I'm taking a left onto Rudder Ave. And I see someone running and I'm like, look at this asshole thinking they're fit. <laughs> oh, what are you running from? Your feelings? No, but <laughs> so I, I look and I see it's, it's Vinny. So I take a left on a rudder Ave and I put my window down and I go really slow and I'm just like kind of going along with him. And he's looking at me and he kind of, he's kind of like, like <laughs> I'm like, and I'm just staring at him. I'm like, he's got to, he's got to like recognize me eventually. Right. And I think we're like going for, it felt like 10, 15 seconds, but it may have been five, but he just keeps to the point where he's like getting mad. He's like, 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 like angry at me. <laughs> it didn't recognize me at all. So I, so I drove off and I messaged him on Facebook. And I said, dude, um, were you running on Rudder Ave in Kingston? He's like, oh my god, I can't believe that was you. <laughs> yeah, he he told me that he goes, he goes. At one point, he thought he was being like, yeah. You know how when you're a kid, like you, when <laughs> like the, all the videos of people trying to get you to go with them, they're like, hey, what's going on? All right, and like he thought that was happening. I'm pretty sure. He and did. you were just like, hey, Vinny, hi, how are Vinny? Johnny Popko here. Yeah, and he's just like, get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my god! Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the message. I, I said, did you have an altercation today? 
He says, was that you driving that I was ready to throw hands at? (laughs) He said, I was running and felt this car speeding up and slowing down with me and thought I was going to get kidnapped. (laughs) In the car, that's I, that's what I'm. That's I'm like how how afraid are you of life? Like <laughs> you're not a small individual. Like taller than me. I said it was me. He goes, I'm sorry for any hostility. I thought someone was trying to pick me off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said to him, I said, I really, I really hope that was him, or I'm going to feel real dumb. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, I'm in tears. This is perfect. I can't wait to tell that story on stage. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I'm like, do you have a fear of being kidnapped? And he's like, not particularly, but I've had my fair share of sketchy run-ins while on a run, including accidentally stumbling into a Klansman meeting once. That was fun. <laughs> oh my God. Where, where is he running? I don't understand. <laughs> dude, I thought he lived in like a nice neighborhood. Like Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's it's, it's so funny i, I have a i have a I lot of clan rallies in the parking lot of something I special imagine him opening the door to kick to cook's pharmacy and goes holy shit yes <laughs> what, what i run into wow oh, fuck it's so oh, funny god. it's so funny I, I run into a lot of you guys it's really weird like i ran into um jerry from stay loud he was at um, is John's. Is his name John? He's hey, in. Yeah, he's there now. Yeah, stay loud. He's literally up the street. Yeah, yeah. So I ran into them by accident. So yeah, it's funny. And Ryan, obviously, I I, I saw you, quote unquote. <laughs> but but yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Really no, funny. but it's uh, it's been a little. All of this has been an insane amount of fun, to be honest. But like, uh, I just like. Uh, I don't know. It's funny to run into you places because I feel like I, as much as I want to give you shit, sorry for derailing this so bad, by the way. That's um, right. Sorry. I love it. I love it. Um, I think the thing that is so funny is I'm mad at you for not waving to me. How many times in public have you actually had to physically grab me because you were waving to me for so long? Uh, we were, I was outside of uh, food and fire. We were having a, is that uh, when you kept uh, kicking me? Oh uh, no, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, was at, that was at the jazz cafe. Yeah. So yeah, you're getting mad at me. I keep forgetting about these times. No, the one time I was at uh, Food and Fire, we had a big. Like, I ignored the shit out of you. Yeah. Like, I, 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 so I just stu- I just stood there and looked at you and stared at you and I'm like, why aren't you looking at me? Look at me, bro. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> until like, break, bro. And then until you finally like looked at me, and then even at that point, it was like does he not know who I am? Like he kind of just like saw me and then like, he didn't, it, like maybe he doesn't like me. I don't know. You messaged know. me and said like, what the hell? <laughs> it's just like, You're like, Oh, sorry. Dude, I'm, I'm so I'm just, sorry. I popped up from work. I'm going to have to go back. I just wanted to see what's going on. But yeah. Jazz cafe, university drive show. I'm kicking the back of your leg. I turned around like four times too. I, I know. Like, who like, the fuck is like, kicking me that many times? I don't, I don't know who that was, dude. <laughs> And like I'm that. looking behind me and I didn't, I saw, I didn't even see you. I just was looking for the, the, some guy that in my dumb head, somebody I had to be already kicking for me to then label them guilty. So I'm like, who the fuck is kicking me? And then you were just like, 
And you just kept staring at me. Yeah. And then finally around the fourth pick, you're like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, and I'm like, tired. oh, yeah, yeah. You were you were beating the shit out of me. Yeah. Just letting everybody know Patriots are winning against the Eagles 32 nothing. That's how it should be. Um, Damn. Damn. Yeah, I just got the update. Wow. But um, yeah. Nice. Speaking of updates, I just got an update from uh, some new source about Britney Spears. Have you guys been following Britney Spears? I've been briefly following that with the conservatorship or whatever it's called, right? Sure, but now, no, okay, this is August 19th. So if people hear this or whatever, um, I'm not delayed. I'm not, I'm not talking about old news. This is current. Um, Britney Spears is under investigation for battery after a staffer said they had a physical altercation over a cell phone. Oh, I believe it too. She, dude, I don't know if you guys follow her on Instagram. She, I don't know. I'm real. It's, it's real bizarre stuff. The other day, uh, she likes to pose like, you know, topless, you know, she covers her, her, her breasts with her hands or puts flowers in front of them or whatever she's got to do to, you know, be PG 13 for Instagram, but it's just real bizarre behavior. And I don't know if it's because of the life that she's had over the, the, you know, the course of her life, but she said something about that just basically says, that if you want to have nice breasts, so if there's any women out there listening to this, according to Britney Spears, all you need to do to have nice breasts is to devour food. That's it. <laughs> now be you be know, careful. Be careful because you don't want to insult the women. But so I'll I will uh, I'll read you quickly. Uh, she says, "No, guys, I didn't get a boob job in just a week, nor am I pregnant." I have boobs in these pics because I devoured food. You know what, though? Isn't the whole isn't the whole thing with her? <laughs> isn't there a whole I, I don't I'll be frank. I'm not sure about any of the things that are going on, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing is that she isn't allowed to do anything like she isn't. That's uh, the vibe I got. Yeah, yeah. right. That everybody's not looking at her Instagram going, oh, she's <laughs> uh oh um but nobody's like apparently like there's like a whole underlying thing and it's been like this for like years where yeah. she's like she's i think the whole thing is that she's actually really sane but like the like people are either giving her medication i i could be horribly wrong i'm yeah, pretty I sure know. it's like a fucked I, up thing though i think her Dude, father's hit, stepping down as yeah. whatever i think but, he's stepping back actually i if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that was a uh I think that was a misquote or something. It was, I think he's not stepping Ooh, down. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. I'm pretty wow. sure I read that. We'll, we'll, um, we'll and let me follow that up with <laughs> Zoe. 101 was one of the best shows ever, even though it was Jamie Lynn Spears, but just Zoe. Oh, I know you see me standing here. Didn't Best Jamie Lynn Spears go on to be like a semi-successful country artist and play the loser in County Fair? <laughs> <laughs> no, Super successful. No I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider that success, but okay. Yeah, like, I, don't know how she ended up, I don't know how she ended up here, but I'm pretty sure she like went into country music. I don't think she did. Uh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I don't think she got famous playing country music. I think she got pregnant and left Zoe 101. Oh, I was I was a big fan of uh, Hillary Duff and whatever show she was on. Oh, yeah. Sure, you were such a big fan. You didn't remember the name of the show. I don't, <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now, actually. Yeah, you know what? This is roasting Lizzie McGuire. You. Lizzie McGuire. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
dude, there was this girl. I used to live in Kingston, uh, across right by uh, right by Cook's Pharmacy, across from Abe's Hot Dogs. And there was a girl who worked at Abe's Hot Dogs who looked like Hillary Duff. Yeah, it was my my future wife. <laughs> wait, is that? Oh, okay. No, no, this story no, took no, a no. turn. I was like, wait, no. wait, wait. You married? No. This is. I was gonna say, no, wait a second. Like, you married? Yeah, I, I married the Abe's hot dog girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't know how you guys met. That's why I was like, is that the story? There's, there's no. nothing wrong with working at Abe's hot dogs. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, right. John Higgins, no. John Higgins and I both worked at Abe's hot dogs at you one point. Too? Yeah, we did. Man. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that you did, Duff. I know I did. Yeah, right after you quit, I was like, I think I literally swooped in when you quit. <laughs> For real? I didn't know that. Yeah, for like a hot second. Uh, Yeah, yeah, in Kingston. What year? Oh, man. Uh, Maybe you know the girl I'm talking about. 2014. Oh, no. Yeah, 2014. (laughs) Because I graduated in 2013, so I was probably there. I forgot. You guys are like a thousand years younger than I am. I'm I'm talking (laughs) like 2002, 3, 4. Oh God! Dude, I think my six. mom took me there. Yeah, yeah I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was still in diapers. No. Yeah. If, if you want a, if you a want a good Abe's hot dog, ask John about his arms. I oh, didn't God. finish that sentence. If you want a good Abe's hot dog story, not a hot dog. That would a dumb. <laughs> I, I fucking oh my God! That I, I fucking fell on the grill. Oh no! Uh, it's 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 a long it's a real long story, but there was there was soapy water on the floor, and I, I fell on the grill and, and burnt my forearm off, um, and ended up in the in the Lehigh then, Valley Burn Center for like two weeks. And there were and then Duffy got marks. hired. It's it's, yeah. oh, it's yeah. really it, it healed nicely. It healed great. Um, but boy, they they were certainly worried there for a minute. It was it, uh, it was not fun. They they weren't worried at all. You got to <laughs> Duffy. They weren't worried at all. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't worried. I swooped right in. Well, I, I, who, uh, I, who had to scrape John off of the grill? Oh, God. Probably, <laughs> probably me. Um, that was terrible. I, I worked what, at... We just... Oh, no, go ahead, Duff. I, I was going to say, I worked at uh, um, Pizza Perfect. And, uh, so like, did I. This was the... Yeah, oh, did you? I, only worked, I literally worked there for, like, <laughs> probably four weekends. And then I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But the, the last day that I worked there, um, they, they had these pans that were stacked super, super high. And I, I walked right by it and I, I burned like grill marks all the way down my Ooh. Arm. The whole way down. Yeah, it was crazy. Ooh. It was nuts. There yeah, was a girl I, I went to high school with. I quit immediately with. after that. So. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. There, there was a girl I went to high school with, if I remember this story correctly. I, I, I could be way wrong, but I think she worked at the Apple Tree Terrace and dropped her cell phone in the fryer <laughs> and out of, out of instinct put oh, her no. whole hand in the fryer oh. to get it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's, that definitely sounds like something people would do. Just, yeah. Damn. There that's was all- a... I got more hurt in the restaurant biz than I did the car industry. <laughs> Man. Um, before, before any other band related things happen, actually, I have a story for uh, Johnny Popko and it relates to something you said right at the beginning of this, we were talking about people punching holes in walls. And I just feel like you'd really, <laughs> I feel like you'd really appreciate this story. And I don't really, I don't really tell many people this story uh, and I'll make it so quick, but I used to work at guitar center and I live here. So it's about, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe 20, 15, 20 minutes to get home. 
And I used to play this game with my stomach called Can I Make It Home? Which is if I had a shit and I didn't want to hold up anybody, I would try to make it home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love this already. 95% of the time, I wouldn't make it. Not that I would shit myself. Damn. I would just have to stop somewhere. I would. I, <laughs> I had control. So the I had one day I just I just my my body gave out and I had to stop at you know Navoka the convenient right what? across from Lions Barbershop the uh, convenient yes. mart yeah okay I go in there I shamefully you know I, I shut the door to God I blind myself I take the the worst thing I could ever do and I'm leaving and I'm probably like 18, <laughs> 18 or nineteen I'm leaving this place right and there's a guy I shit you not in a tank top with a Monster Energy logo tattooed on his forearm and he's sitting there in the parking lot on his phone right in front of my car going fuck no no what do you mean they can't get me they can't get me what am i gonna do ah and he's looking around he's looking around i go i don't know why johnny i go hey what's what's wrong and he goes my wife is giving birth and i don't have a ride anywhere <laughs> um I, they need, the only place they are right now that they need me to get to is the abandoned Kmart in Pittston. And for some fucking reason, I go, I'll take you. So I get this man. Oh my God. Wow. On, so I put this man in my car. I put this man in my car with the whole idea. I go, he's going to rob. I had my wallet like at the ready. I was like, Rob, here you go. Like, if you want it. <laughs> so I'm driving him to the abandoned, not lit up parking lot of Kmart. And when I get there, there's a car waiting for him. And he's crying hysterically. He's oh my God, I love, I thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm going to name my, my son after you. I'm, gonna, I'm having a son. I'm naming him after you. He goes, what's your name? I go, Ryan. He goes, Brian. Perfect. <laughs> and just shut my door. There is a kid out there named Brian that's supposed to be named Ryan after me because I took somebody to the fucking abandoned Kmart parking lot. Why? I, I guess the question I have is why, why if his wife is there's, giving there's birth? no hospitals near that Kmart. No, they, the, the reason he was yelling on the phone is because they had no clue where this convenient mart is. And the guy was describing, he goes, yeah, there's light poles. Around and they're like, yeah. He couldn't idiot, think of another matter. landmark between Avoca and Kingston. He had a Monster Energy logo tattooed on his forearm. I don't think decision making is his best uh, Touché. trait. Touché. So, so was his wife having the child? Th like she was already at the hospital. This okay, was just a car. So why didn't him he? Why didn't he just ask you to take him to the hospital? You drove because past I guess there's already so a, there, was, there, there was already a patrol car looking for him. Like there was already a group of people oh, that so were. On, there was like someone, the, like he was okay. on the phone with, like, you. let's say it's her brother. And he's, Where you. You? And he's like, uh, I see a basketball hoop. And they're like, yeah, that doesn't fucking help. And they're like, we're by this Kmart. And then I was like, I know where the Kmart is. And he goes, do you little shitty boy? Little poop man? <laughs> like, can you take me there, poopy guy? And I was like, I yeah. And I did. I did. He gave me no money, but he named his firstborn son after me incorrectly. Kind, named kind, kind of, kind of. He named I mean, Brian. an R and a B are very close. Yeah. Let's There's be real. Little, Give a little swoop. Let's be real, gentlemen. I don't think he had any say in what that kid's name was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's name is Luke. <laughs> <laughs> no, Luke. the kid's name is Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle kid's Jr., dude. I named it after his dad. <laughs> His name is Kyle. Sorry for the derailing again. I love it. I fucking love it. I love it.
Well, listen, I also don't want to keep you guys for uh, the rest of the night because it sounds like Grut needs to get back to the uh, football game. That doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm getting updates, Popco. Don't even worry about me. Okay, see better. ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh if you just like, okay, bye, and booted him from the chat. That would have been oh, so... Oh, my I God. Can, I, can, I, can, I, do that? can I do that? Can I do that? Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. Rename. I promise but, I will. Oh, I could. I could, I could remove you. you. Oh, my <laughs> God. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, so uh, Retrovi, uh, the EP is out now, streaming <laughs> everywhere on all the, the, the good stuff, the Spotify's, the Apple podcast, or not podcast, Jesus, Apple Music. Yeah. All that stuff. But um, Share it with your friends. Check out the music video on YouTube. Um, it's on Bandcamp. We're not, obviously, musicians don't make money off music sales, but it's on Bandcamp for free if you wanted to make a donation. <laughs> also, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. We're going to end up um, getting merch in order when shows come back around and uh, it's going to be donation based. I'm pretty sure. Right, John? Correct. Yeah. We don't have all the particulars worked out just yet. So I don't want to I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But yes, we're trying to uh, come up with a, uh, a merch situation that we can just give away. But uh, I, I, you know, I understand that supporting bands in the local scene isn't always easy and it also isn't always the most comfortable thing to ask people for $10 for a t-shirt that you had made for your band or whatever. So we are, uh, we, we have some ideas in place to get affordable merch made to just give to people. Um, right now we've got a couple of pin packs made, uh, that I, I have the pin maker right there off screen, um, that we've been pressing ourselves and it's been like three cents a pin. So it doesn't matter. Just take them, wear them, tell your friends about us. And, uh, you know, we'll have T-shirts and things like that in the future, and, and some stickers and whatnot. But uh, uh, we, you know, also trying to think conscientiously. Uh, con- con- conscientiously, I can't say that word. Um, yeah, I know you got it. You nailed it. But like, you know, we we have a, a cool idea of like reusing um, maybe some T-shirts from like the Salvation Army and uh, and doing our own, our own printing. So that's all kind of in the works. We're still working out the kinks there, but there will be merch um, as soon as shows start up. You know, you're insulting me, right? <laughs> I, I, as I was saying it, I was like, Popka works for Axel Rad. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to print our own shirts on rags. <laughs> on rags. On rags. We're going to, we're going to print our own shirts on rags. Yeah. I, I have this idea. Joe. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, 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 dude, man. Listen, if you don't wave to me again, I, I understand now. Very <laughs> now, now it makes sense. Yeah. Now, now I now get it. Makes it. Sense. No, but <laughs> if, if for anybody that is listening, it means the world for anybody to check out any of our music and, and, uh, and, and leave, uh, you know, even in the thought of if you liked it, if you didn't like it. And, uh, and just really dig into the messages because I think like most of the, you know, all of these songs really mean something. And the, especially a song like Shattered has such a fucking awesome meaning and, and to really not let, basically just don't let fucking shitty people be able to keep being shitty. So really look into the fucking song. At the end of the music video, there's some, uh, there's some nice fucking um, numbers you could call if anything is currently uh, affecting you in that manner. So, you know, yeah. um, just like I said, don't let shitty people keep being shitty. So. Yeah, the music scene's a really cool place, and uh, again, slightly touching on that song. It's 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 a shame 
that Grut and I, and, and I think the other members of this band have heard a lot of stories recently about people getting burned by the scene because of certain people in it. And, uh, I don't know. That's not cool. We're, we're not interested in playing shows with people like that. And, and I think the song speaks for itself. So again, there's, there's a, there's a quote from Daniel Sloss. I highly recommend, uh, that was a big factor in writing that song in particular, a uh, comedian named Daniel Sloss, uh, his special X on HBO, uh, check that out. That's, that's huge and moving. Um, so there's a quote from him at the end and then also some resource numbers, uh, you know, at the end of the music video. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, otherwise, uh, Johnny, thank you so much brother for letting us come on here and bullshit with you. Oh, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure meeting Duffy. Uh, always great. Always yeah, great cool. uh, talking to you, Grut and John, obviously. Um, I wish you guys nothing but the best of luck with the, uh, the EP and upcoming shows. And hopefully I get a chance to be there for them. Hell yeah. Awesome brother. Um, let me know when I can come over swimming. <laughs> bring your lawnmower. You got to cut I'll the grass my, first. Dude, I'll walk that son of a bitch up the hill. I'm coming over. Yeah, sure. You will. Uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Popco. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks man. Don't see leave. Don't leave. Don't, leave. Don't leave. Don't oh. leave. I'm going to oh. stop it. But yeah, oh. hang out. Hang out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs>